Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that you only live once, which may be why more people than ever are throwing caution to the wind with the adventurous trend of spontaneous travel. We'll take a closer look. Also this morning, there's no denying winter in Northwest Ohio can be hard on your skin and your hair. I'll tell you how to take care of yourself with the harsh weather the next few months. And happening around town, it's another local holiday tradition. Director Kevin Manley will preview the 22nd annual Christmas show featuring Findlay First Edition and Voices in Perfection. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Monday, December 5th, 2022. So I don't know if you heard about this uh, recent experiment conducted by a variety of companies in the U.S. and around the world uh, concluded that full-time workers who were assigned to a four-day, 32-hour work week, as opposed to a five-day, 40-hour work week, were very happy with the change. Uh, No surprise there, but What might have been a bit surprising is that the bosses, uh, the company CEOs, were also very happy. Now, by the way, this is a four-day work week with no reduction in pay. And uh, it seems everybody was happy with this arrangement. The companies that participated in this trial reported that they were extremely pleased with the performance, productivity, and overall experience of a shortened work week. Uh, And of the 33 companies that took part in this uh, trial, this experiment, uh, almost all of them said that they would probably move forward with a long-term change in their work structure. So you lop a day off of the week, make it four days, four work days, three-day weekend, and make that the norm. No reduction in pay. They said productivity went up. Everybody was happier. Um. So the question becomes, and the reason I bring this up, which day would you want to eliminate? Would you make it uh, Friday and have your weekend be Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Would you eliminate Mondays? <laughs> I Initially, my thought would be you'd eliminate Monday. You know, just wipe it. Everybody hates Monday anyway, so you just wipe that off the calendar, uh, so to speak. Uh, in terms of workday, and you, you start your work week on Tuesday instead. Uh, the problem with that is, of course, uh, all of the curmudgeon, curmudgeon-y things of, uh, of Monday just get transferred to Tuesday because it's the first day of the week. It's not so much that it's Monday per se. It's just the first day of the work week, so that becomes Tuesday. I don't know that you really avoid it. Maybe you even make it worse because you're coming back after a longer weekend. I don't know, but I guess that uh, – I, I suppose you could also maybe – uh, make it Wednesday that you take the day off. So you split the work week up. You work a couple of days, take a day off, work a couple of days, uh, take a couple of days off. You know, maybe that would be the way. I don't know. And I would imagine that more than likely, these companies probably stagger their days off so that somebody is in the office at least five days a week. Uh, It's just not everybody is there all five days. I don't know. But anyway, I just thought that was uh, kind of interesting. Which day would you lop off if you were able to go to a four-day work week instead of five? 
There's something to think about on this Monday morning. Here is uh, the thing that we are worried about today. Every day, you have to have something to worry about. We have to have something to wring our hands over and be worried about. And this is today's item. It says here on the uh, Newswire, while many people tout the benefits of red wine when it comes to heart health, a new government survey finds that many Americans are unaware of the elevated cancer risks that come with alcohol consumption. So now we have to worry about this. Um, with alcohol use, and I did not know this, with alcohol use linked to breast cancer, mouth cancer, colon cancer, researchers are now pushing for more education and interventions to inform people about the risk factors and death rates connected to alcohol use. Research found that alcohol contributed to about 75,000 new cancer diagnoses. Now, the word is contributed, not caused. Uh, alcohol contributed, not caused, about 75,000 new cancer diagnoses and 19,000 cancer deaths each year, even as more than 50% of participants in a study reported they had no idea that drinking alcohol was linked to cancer risk. So now you know. Now, uh, I hope you are sufficiently worried about that because that is the uh, the thing now. Got to be worried about that. Uh, flu and COVID shot uptake is below average this year. Speaking of things that we have to worry about here, the CDC says that adult flu shot coverage ranges from 18 to 35 percent across the U.S. so far this year compared to previous years when uh, flu shot coverage was close to 50 percent. So we're running behind historical averages. Uh, meanwhile, less than 13 percent of eligible Americans have received their uh, have their uh, their covid booster. Uh, the 65 and older population are getting their updated boosters at a higher rate than any other age range, with 32% of seniors having received their boosters. But uh, that is very low, only 13% overall. So I thought that was kind of interesting, especially uh, in the immediate aftermath of the COVID pandemic. It seemed like there was a spike in the number of people who were getting their COVID vaccinations, and now that has plateaued, leveled off, and has actually even declined somewhat. This even as respiratory illness is surging nationwide, 44 states are now reporting high levels of respiratory illness. Uh, the only exceptions are New Hampshire, Alaska, Vermont, and Michigan. Those are the four states that have low rates of illness, which includes symptoms of fever along with a cough or a sore throat. So uh, those are the lowest spread. Interesting Michigan is among the uh, 11 states, including California, Texas and Virginia, are experiencing the highest levels of respiratory illness. The spike comes as flu season worsens. And hospitals are struggling to deal with millions of RSV cases in children. So, another reason to get your flu shot. And uh, 
Finally, among the first things you need to know, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories, right out of the gate to get your Monday morning started here. Uh, this is the latest outrage, just as we always have to have something to be worried about, something that we always, uh, there has to be a story in the news uh, about fear and worry and, and all of that with the alcohol cancer thing. Uh, there always has to be an outrage. This is our daily outrage today. When you're eating mozzarella sticks, <laughs> you normally are not questioning if the cheese is actually mozzarella or something else. But according to a new lawsuit, uh, you cheddar be thinking differently, but um bum. Apparently, TGI Fridays has been sued, you know, the uh, restaurant chain, TGI Fridays, has been sued because its mozzarella sticks don't contain mozzarella. Amy Joseph of Illinois filed the lawsuit against TGIF and the manufacturer of its mozzarella sticks in Venture Foods Incorporated. She claims that she was misled because their mozzarella sticks contain none of the aforementioned cheese. Apparently, it's white cheddar is what they are saying it is. It's not mozzarella at all. It's white cheddar. Uh, her argument is that people are willing to pay a premium for mozzarella, uh, for mozzarella sticks because mozzarella is more valuable <laughs> than, than cheddar. I didn't know that there was a uh, pecking order in terms of cheese. I mean, I know... You know, high dollar French cheese, you know, brie and goat cheese and, you know, all of these, you know, high dollar cheese cheeses that you find in the expensive wine bars and everything. I know that that's that goes for a premium, but cheddar versus mozzarella. I didn't realize that there was a pecking order for cheese, but apparently uh, now this lawsuit was actually originally filed last year. And the update is this. A judge has dropped TGI Fridays from the lawsuit saying that they are not to blame just because they stamped their trademark on the product. However, the manufacturer uh, will uh, actually have to go to court to defend themselves. The judge will allow the lawsuit to proceed in Venture Foods um, ruled that a reasonable consumer could infer from the product's packaging a representation that the product contains mozzarella cheese. And apparently, it does not. It is unknown when the trial will be held, uh, but in the meantime, I guess the long and short of the story, and the moral of the story, if you have a hankering for fried mozzarella, deep-fried mozzarella, and your only options come from the frozen food aisle, make sure that you read the list of ingredients before you buy. Go consumer warning. And that is our daily outrage that apparently TGI Friday's mozzarella sticks don't contain mozzarella. Breaking news this morning. So there you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Monday morning started. This is I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. One brother is dead and another is in jail after a deadly dispute in southeastern Ohio. 
ONN's Eric Brown has more. The Fairfield County Sheriff's Office says they responded to a report of a shooting southeast of Lancaster around one Saturday afternoon. When deputies arrived, they found 42-year-old Matthew Enman dead from a gunshot wound. An investigation by detectives revealed that Enman was involved in a dispute with his brother, 39-year-old Mickey Enman. Mickey Enman is being held in the Fairfield County Jail and is charged with aggravated murder. Eric Brown, ONN News. Columbus City Council will be looking at gun safety laws as part of their meeting today. Brittany Bailey of affiliate WBNS-TV has more. This all comes after a Franklin County judge blocked part of a state law that banned cities from having more restrictions than the state. So the city is proposing three things. One, restricting ordinary citizens from having high caliber magazines with more than 30 rounds. The legislation also would require safe storage of weapon if there's a risk of a minor getting access to it. And it would prevent straw man gun sales where people who are are allowed to legally buy guns, buy them for those who can't. I'm Brittany Bailey. And Houston Texans fans booed Deshaun Watson in his return to the NFL yesterday. The former Texans quarterback got a 27-14 win in his first start with the Cleveland Browns. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. Well, maybe it is because we spent so much time over the past couple of years with nothing to do and nowhere to go. But in the aftermath of the pandemic, not only are people traveling again, but according to a new study by Skyscanner, more than three-fourths of travelers consider themselves spontaneous adventurers. Skyscanner global travel expert Laura Lindsay joins us this morning. Laura, what's up with this growing trend of spontaneous traveling? Hi, Chris. It's a huge trend that we've spotted um, coming to the fore. And you are absolutely right. It is because of the feeling of being restricted during the pandemic. We've seen that speaking to thousands of travellers across the globe, people have decided that they really, really want to feel that sense of freedom again. And what better way than booking a trip at the last minute and going anywhere your heart desires. And that is definitely going to be a big trend for travel in the next few months. Now, there have always been a certain segment of travelers that fall into this category, ready to go at a moment's notice, uh, you know, just on a whim and and what have you. What is the uh, what is the appeal? What is the draw here? Well, it's a great question, because like you say, there have been people from, you know, years and years before the pandemic who would have embraced this. But they would have been a small proportion of people. Whereas what we're seeing is that after a couple of years of being starved of any sort of experience, really, people are embracing this with open arms. And the reason being is that it's good for you. So uh, we've worked with a couple of psychologists to really unpick this. And what they've told us is that by setting the agenda to one side, um, escaping the routine of daily life and just embracing possibility it gives you a real sense of freedom it gives you um, increased confidence reduced anxiety um, and can be really good for relationships if you're doing it with people too and what's more it's also really good for your wallet so um, something that we have found is that booking less than a month out can open up some really cheap flights too so um, yeah all around a good idea to consider So we mentioned this study. What are some of the other uh, interesting findings uh, you see uh, with respect to travel uh, and and what that's going to look like over the next year or so from this study? 
Absolutely. So um, what we've seen, Chris, is that before the pandemic, as I mentioned, there was um, a fraction of people who would have been up for these sorts of last minute adventures. Mm. And when we interviewed Americans, we found that um, around a quarter of people had gone as far as getting all the way to the airport without having a destination booked and then just (laughs) booking there and then. Um, So that's a pretty extreme example of last minute travel. But they actually um, revealed that it was great. It was more exciting and they would do it again. So what is the key? How I can hear some people saying, you know, that does sound uh, like something that I might be up for is to just be spontaneous like that. I would imagine, though, that preparing for a spontaneous uh, trip because. You know, spontaneous travel doesn't entirely happen spontaneously. There, There is some preparation involved. What does that entail? I mean, for somebody who's interested in doing something like this, what would be your advice on, on doing it and not regretting it later? Yeah, of course. So it's a pretty simple formula. If you've got a bit of a spirit of adventure, you've got your passport to hand um, and you've booked some travel insurance, you can book a flight on your phone or um, on your computer um, and we find that um, many many people find the best deals by um, searching by any destination so um, just to give you an example if people at home are thinking about it right now um, if you were to fly from Detroit in December so in the next couple of weeks um, a return trip could cost you $75 to go to Vegas or $81 to go to Orlando so it's super accessible um, and you don't need a huge amount. Um, and obviously, when you get to those places, you still have lots of amenities. So you don't need to pack lots before you go. Um, so it really is just about having that flexible mindset. That's more than anything. Uh, again, uh, Laura Lindsay is with us this morning, global travel expert for Skyscanner. As we mentioned, this uh, study uh, finding that more than three-fourths of travelers uh, consider themselves spontaneous uh, adventurers. And where do we get more information about all of this? If your listeners hop onto skyscanner.com, um, you can do the ultimate spontaneous travel hack and search everywhere, um, and that will bring up a whole host of destinations that you can travel to from your departure airport in order of price. And we also are on mobile phones via our app. We will link that up on our webpage. Folks can check that out online. Uh, Maybe that would be a great resolution in the coming year to take at least one spontaneous adventure trip like this. And uh, it it would certainly uh, be memorable. No question about that. Laura, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Chris. Well, of course, as we know, winter weather can wreak havoc on your skin and your hair. And now that we're into the winter season, uh, with all of its uh, all of the chapped and cracked skin and frizzy and damaged hair and all of that, we're going to pay some uh, extra attention to self-care and beauty routines with beauty and fashion expert Emily Foley and her tips to have us looking and feeling our best during the colder months. Let's start with the hair. First of all, what tips do you have there? Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having me today. And I do think it's so important to talk about hair because often we think about our dry lips or dry skin, hydrating our skin, but we forget about our hair, which also takes a beating in the cold weather. So three winter hair tips. The first is to use a deep conditioner or hair mask at least once a month on your hair. 
Two is never go out in the freezing cold air with wet hair because that's just begging for hair breakage. You really want to make sure your hair is dry before you go outside. Okay. And you also don't want to overwash your hair because that can actually strip the hair of the natural oils, which is basically personalized conditioner. So really making sure you're not overwashing your hair in the winter is super important. Now, when you say overwash, don't overwash, are you talking about um, washing too often or washing too vigorously when you do wash? Really both. You don't want to wash too vigorously, especially if you have color-treated hair, damaged hair at all. You do want to be gentle with your hair. Okay. But what I was primarily talking about was washing Washing too too often. I think so many people think, yeah, I mean, yeah, if I'm in the shower, let me wash my hair. But you really do not need to wash your hair every single day. Obviously, it depends some on on your hair texture and type, but everyday hair washing is really overkill. Okay, uh, especially this time of year. During the uh, colder months, um, we know that moisturizing our skin is important. It is good advice from the American Academy of Dermatology. Uh, the question is how, what, uh, suggestions do you have for skincare? Yes. So as the temperature gets colder, people really start getting that dry, itchy, uncomfortable skin. So you do want to start boosting hydration. I love a good natural product. Rose water is a wonderful natural ingredient that helps balance your skin. It helps reduce redness. It naturally hydrates. So Now Solutions has two rose water products I love. They have the Soothing Rose Facial Cleansing Oil and the Rose Water Rejuvenating Mist. Now, something I'm always telling people is an absolute skincare must is double cleansing your skin. You want to double cleanse to fully clean your face without over drying it. And this Soothing Rose Facial Cleansing Oil gently removes your makeup. It gets rid of all the dirt, all the pollution from your skin without stripping it. So it's the perfect first step to a double cleanse, perfect in the wintertime. What's so cool about the Rosewater Rejuvenating Mist is I love a product that's going to multitask. I, as a human, am a multitasker, so I really, you know, I want my skincare to be able to keep up, right? So this mist can be used to set your makeup. I love spraying it throughout the day to freshen up my makeup. If I'm starting to feel a little dry, it gives me nice added boost of hydration. After working out, it freshens up your skin really nicely. On days that I'm just working from home, not wearing makeup, I'll spray it throughout the day just to revitalize my skin, give myself a nice calming perk up because that rose water really is such a relaxing, calming scent. Both of these products are certified cruelty-free. They're paraben-free, gluten-free, and vegan, and you can find them at nowfoods.com. Okay. Now, uh, again, another kind of question to kind of take that uh, one step further. When we talk about uh, this uh, skincare regimen, is that just uh, with the idea of maintaining or protecting our skin in the wintertime especially, or is that also going to help us uh, keep that that youthful appearance that everybody uh, is always looking for? Yes, it's so important to always focus on your skin. You know, I think so many people are like, ooh, I'm starting to see wrinkles. Now let me start think about thinking about, you know, taking care of my skin and yeah. getting rid of those wrinkles. But it's really good to take care of your skin from day one. So a great skincare routine from the get-go. And if you want youthful-looking skin, your skincare routine should certainly reflect that. So I am a big fan of the brand Strivectin. They have amazing products to help with that youthful skin. They have their Titan and Lift set, which has two products I love. 
The first is the Contour Restore Tightening and Sculpting Face Cream. And this is really cool because it gives your skin that youthful bounce. We talk about that bounciness. If you look at a baby's skin versus an 80-year-old skin, baby skin is bouncy. So we want that look. This is going to give you a jawline contour without any makeup because it has peptides and lipids, which give your skin a visibly lifted, plumper look. So total useful look there. Then this also has a neck cream, which is so important. It's the TL Advanced Tightening Neck Cream Plus. So often people are focusing their skincare routine literally from, you know, the top of their forehead to their chin, and they're forgetting about their neck. But the skin on our neck is really thin. It gets damaged quickly. It ages quickly. Plus, these days, we're starting to get what we call tech neck which is these horizontal lines that we're getting from literally staring at our devices all the time. So this cream is going to improve the skin's elasticity. It's going to provide visible lift. It smooths the appearance of those tech neck lines. It helps with sagging. And you don't just have to take my word for it because it's actually the number one selling cream for the neck and decollete. So the people have spoken. This stuff works. You can find it at strivectin.com. All right. Uh, so we talk about hair. We talked about skin. Anything else or any additional takeaways we want to keep in mind uh, as we get into the coldest part of the year? You know, as a beauty expert, I just always like to remind people sunscreen is not just for the summer. Even in the winter, we need to use an SPF 365 days a year, at least an SPF 30 every single day to do what, like what we're talking about Take care of your skin now. However old you are, start doing that with a daily SPS. Yes. Uh, again, uh, beauty and fashion expert Emily Foley with us this morning talking about taking care of ourselves, our our skin, our hair, and so on uh, during the uh, winter weather months. Where do we get more information, Emily? You can follow me on Instagram at Emily L. Foley. Emily, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veteran Services. Well, if you've ever had a bad roommate, then you will appreciate this story. I mean, this is the granddaddy of all bad roommates. A German hospital patient was arrested for turning off a neighboring patient's oxygen equipment because she claimed it was too noisy for her liking. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) The ruthless patient tried to put an end to the noise twice in one day before hospital workers had to resuscitate the 79-year-old woman whose oxygen was tampered with. The the other woman, uh, the suspect currently being held in a correctional facility, where her noise complaints will have less severe consequences. Wow. That's <laughs> I'm just going to turn off this oxygen here. That's just too noisy. <laughs> man, oh man. That's a bad roommate right there. <clears throat> Elsewhere in the broken news, this actually from Columbus, uh, this story. <laughs> I, how did your weekend go? If you had a rough weekend, you can thank your lucky stars that it wasn't as rough as this guy's. After a night of clubbing extended into the early morning hours, a Columbus man realized he'd been shot 
while making his way home. <laughs> he found out on his way home that he had been shot. The victim was rushed to the hospital by apparently a girlfriend who picked him up from the late night outing. And when she did so, she pointed out, hey, you seem to be bleeding. <laughs> and apparently he didn't, he didn't even notice. Now, now, I don't know. I mean, I've gone out in my younger days. I went out and partied pretty hard on the weekend sometimes to the point where, you know, memories are a little fuzzy. You know, I mean, we've all we've all had those weekends, right? But I have a feeling I would like to think anyway that if I had been shot, that I would remember that. <laughs> the confused man that got caught in the crossfire is expected to fully recover. Authorities are gathering information surrounding the incident. <laughs> Trying to piece the whole thing together. That's a rough weekend. And you, <laughs> you go out and you discover later that you had been shot and don't realize it. Maybe it's time to rethink your party plans for the weekend. Maybe it's time to dial it back a little bit. <laughs> uh, this story out of Texas, where an impatient dog waiting for his owners in a parking lot accidentally took a joyride and ran into two other nearby cars before police arrived on the scene. Fortunately, no injuries, only cosmetic damage to the cars. Uh, the guilty-looking pup uh, rammed the vehicles while behind the wheel. Police say the dog was on a leash, which likely wrapped around the emergency brake, releasing the brake and setting the car in motion. <laughs> hey, you know, you leave your dogs alone and they'll get upset. They some dogs take that very personally, I guess. A Florida man is now facing a felony charge for allegedly striking a Dollar Tree employee who called his wife a Karen during a dispute over the weekend over grocery bags. According to court records, police were dispatched around 820. I guess this was last week, not uh, not over the weekend. Uh, this was 820 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, police were dispatched to the Dollar General in Clearwater, Florida, uh, following an alleged battery on a 20-year-old worker. According to investigators, the employee got into an argument with a female customer over grocery bags. I don't know what the whole argument was all about, but grocery bags appeared to be at the center of the disagreement. The customer eventually began to record video of the victim uh as the argument escalated in response to the woman whipping out her camera, the employee called the woman a Karen. It was at this point that the customer's husband open hand slapped the victim across her left cheek. As it turns out, he was the Karen. <laughs> Jason Allen Dobbins, age 41, uh, has been charged with a felony because he has a prior battery conviction. This is not his first go around. And so repeat offender. It's now a felony. Uh, he spent the night in the County lockup before posting bond the next morning. <laughs> so it turns out he was the real Karen in this scenario. <clears throat> From the international file of the broken news this morning. 
A 67-year-old Japanese man has been arrested for harassing police officers repeatedly over the phone, calling them tax thieves and big stupid a-holes. <laughs> or whatever the Japanese equivalent of that is. This happened over a nine-day period. The man made a total of 2,060 calls to police, which averages out to nearly one call every six minutes, which police say drains resources and the ability to focus on more pressing matters. The nearly 28 hours the man devoted to making the abusive calls has uh, online commenters quacking about how the man spends his time. One person said, sounds like an old man with too much time and no hobbies. Another points out, well, now he can shout at them all day long um, because he has been uh, he has been charged. He's been arrested. The man admitted to the charges saying, I knew the police would come for me someday. <laughs> I knew the police would come for me someday. <laughs> well, that someday is today. And finally, in the broken news this morning, the Route 91 bandit is finally behind bars. And this is some amazing police work. Now, with the proliferation of crime shows on TV, where they're constantly testing DNA evidence and capturing the bad guy, a lot of cops, a lot of law enforcement officers will point out that it doesn't really work that way in real life. It's much more complicated, but sometimes it does work that way in real life. The FBI has arrested Taylor Dizik, I think is how you pronounce it, Dizik. Uh, he is a man who has been robbing banks along the I-91 corridor in Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Vermont. As of February, he had robbed 11 banks. Uh... That was just as of February. His 14th robbery was in June when he roughly stole uh, stole roughly $53,000 from a TD bank in New Hampshire. Police had offered a $10,000 reward for his capture, and eventually Mr. Dzizik landed on their radar. They were keeping an eye on him uh, back in October when he hit up the MGM Casino in Springfield and snatched the straw that he was using to drink a Red Bull. So they recovered the straw from the trash, and after comparing evidence, they found DNA on the straw, and the DNA left on money wrappers at another robbery were a match. And they had their guy. He was So sometimes it does work like it does on TV. Uh, Mr. Dzizik was arrested on Thursday, could face up to 20 years in prison. He robbed a grand total of 15 banks between September of 2021 and August of this year. In all, he managed to steal roughly $137,000 during his uh, bank robbery spree. So, not amazing? Sometimes it does, it does work like on CSI. There you go. That is uh, today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. 
Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. This message provided by WFIN. Time now for your daily download. The numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. While the holidays can make or break a new romance, and statistically, it's more break than make, there are plenty of fish in the sea for those who are looking for someone to share the holiday season with. That is basically the breakdown of a survey conducted by the dating app Flirtini, which found that more than 33% of those in the poll were willing to stay with someone that they weren't necessarily into just in order to not be alone during the holidays. (laughs) One third of us are willing to stay in a relationship long after the spark is gone, or maybe it wasn't even there to begin with, just so that they don't have to spend the holidays alone. Kind of interesting. Perhaps surprisingly, far more men than women were looking for more than a winter coat to keep them warm. Nearly 59% of the men in the survey said that they would stick out a relationship just to get them through the season. Uh, That said, the holidays are tough to negotiate for relationships. 75% of the folks in the survey uh, who use dating apps said that they have gotten uncoupled this time of year. 75% have done that. 61.2% to be exact say dating during the holidays is more difficult than any other time of the year. That's not necessarily a surprise. I think it is. I think it is much more difficult to date, especially if you're in that kind of awkward stage where you're beyond the first couple of dates, but you're not to commitment level yet. How far do you go? with like Christmas gift giving and and things like that with the person you're dating. I mean, it's really tough when you're kind of in that in-between stage, but I digress. 61.2% say dating during the holidays is more difficult than any other time of the year. Some of that is chalked up to social obligations. That's another uh, part that is tough to navigate. More than 50% say they feel pressure to take a new partner to holiday gatherings. 40.4% had anxiety about whether they should buy a gift and how much they should spend. So it's actually more uh, difficult to negotiate the whole social part than the gift-giving part, which I thought was kind of interesting. 32% of those polled say that they would buy someone a holiday gift after a month of dating. So that seems to be the delineating moment for 32%. And a majority of those said the gift should be under $100. As a matter of fact, 40.3% said $25 to $50 was enough. Now, that may be a little too cheap. Again, it depends on how long you've been dating, how serious you are and all of that, but $25 to $50 seems like $100 should be more along the, the proper lines. But anyway, it's been a long time since I've been in the dating scene, thank goodness, because I don't have to deal with this, but... Uh, 38% or 30.8% rather were willing to spend 50 to $100. Women were twice as likely to spend less than $25. Really? Women were twice as likely to spend less than $25 uh, on 
a gift for someone they're dating at the uh, holiday season. Some of those numbers are really kind of surprising, although overall not surprising that navigating the dating scene during the holidays uh, can be rather complicated. There you go. Today's daily download. It is yet another local holiday tradition. The 22nd annual Christmas show featuring Findlay First Edition and Voices in Perfection coming up this weekend at Findlay High School. Director Kevin Manley is with us on the line this morning. Kevin, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. Happy holidays to you. Same to you, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Now it can uh, officially feel like the holiday season. We got the Christmas show coming up. Tell us uh, a little bit about this uh, show. Well, this show is our annual Christmas show with our freshman show choir, Voices in Perfection. Uh, And also this year at the evening performance, we're going to have the show choir from St. Michael's Middle School join us as well. Yeah. Um, So that that always adds a little special treat as well. Um, So uh, each group just performs our Christmas show that we've been performing around the community. Uh, FFE is also going to do some of the songs from our competition show this year as well. So uh, the Boingers, our backup band, they're going to play several songs. So it's, uh, it's going to be a great show Saturday. And give us all of the uh, details on this. Uh, tickets are available. Uh, do we need tickets in advance or can we get them at the door? Yeah, the best way at this point uh, is just to get tickets at the door. Okay. Uh, we've just about sold out of the spaghetti dinners, but we will have a few available on Saturday at the door. Uh, if someone wants to order tickets ahead of time, they can easily do that. They can call the choir office at Finley High School. Uh, that number is 567 250 5027. Uh, and I'll probably be in class, but they could leave me a voicemail and then uh, we could get back to them and take care of the ticket order that way. And obviously you want to do that sooner rather than later, because as you mentioned, uh, only a handful of the uh, dinner tickets remain, right? That's correct. Yeah. And I know it's hard to get that number off the radio, but it's on the FFE website. Okay. Uh, if you look up Finley First Edition on the web, it's right there on our homepage, so they can find the number that way. Very good. As uh, you mentioned, uh, some of the uh, included in the performance will be uh, numbers from the uh, FFE competition show. Talk a little bit about uh, FFE's uh, season uh, thus far and, and what is ahead for you folks. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, we're this is a great time of year for us to get out into the community. Uh, we have 13 shows this month uh, out and about in town, and it's just it's so great. Um, we performed for the Hancock County Christian Clearinghouse the other day, and we saw so many of our FFE friends and and alumni parents, and it's just great to be out in the community this time of year. Uh, Our competition season starts in February. We'll uh, be over in Indiana on February 4th. And then uh, that kicks off our big season, which culminates with our performance at Show Choir Nationals in Nashville. Wow. So this is something that you prepare for year round. I mean, you know, you start, like you said, the the competition season doesn't start for a while yet, but you have been working on this for I mean, a lot of times we we talk about in the in the context of uh, of sports, you've got uh, practice and everything for games and and so on. But 
you've been practicing for you practice for weeks before the competition season starts. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we started in the summertime. Yeah, uh, just you know, at our annual summer camp and garage sale that we always do, um, we learned we didn't really learn anything specifically for the competition that week. But you know, it's a lot like sports with preseason. There's a lot of teaching that happens in that week to get us ready right. for the season ahead. Um, so yeah, we've we've been working all fall, uh, and we did our fall show choir festival in October. Uh, had a very successful evening. Uh, the, it was the last Saturday in October. It was a great evening. Uh, and then now we kind of put the competition show aside for a while while we focus on the holidays. Mm -hmm. And then uh, soon after the first of the year, we'll be back at it. And I, we're, uh, it's a great group of kids. We're very young. I don't have very many seniors this year. Uh, but that really adds a lot of excitement and energy as well. I'm sure. Um, now... When uh, when COVID hit, uh, things just like for everybody else kind of uh, went a little sideways uh, for show choirs, not just yours, but show choirs everywhere. Are things kind of back to normal, uh, quote unquote, normal now uh, post pandemic? Yeah. yeah, it sure seems that way. Um, you know, a lot of the preparation is taking place for competitions right now. Um, you know, the competitions that we're attending and then we host our own competition at the end of January. And so far there's not been any talk of any COVID protocols or anything. So that's good. But, you know, it's been a huge hit to choir programs all across the country, just with student involvement. Student involvement has been really down. So uh, we're starting to see it trend back to the, the other positive side again. So that's good, good news. At, absolutely. And uh, yeah. again, a, a big season uh, is ahead with uh, competitions and, and so on. Uh, so Findlay First Edition, as everybody knows, has a uh, long and, and strong history of uh, really good showings at these competitions at nationals and so on. So. Yes, uh, we're very excited. The lineup uh, at Show Choir Nationals, again, is, you know, the best of the best. It's 16 of the best groups around the country. And it's exciting for me to watch the kids get excited about that. You know, the, the tougher the competition is, the more excited they seem to get. So uh, they've been working really hard and, and it will all come together, you know, down there at uh, the, on stage at the Grand Ole Opry. That is, there's nothing like it. What a terrific venue, and uh, what a treat for the for the kids to be able to perform. It never really gets old hat, does it? I mean... No. I, you know, every time I step on that stage, uh, I get chills. I walked on stage last year by myself. The kids were still on the buses, and, you know, it's just an overwhelming feeling to know the history behind right. the Grand Ole Opry and everybody that's performed there, and yeah, it, yeah, it never gets old. Opportunity to take it all in. So uh, terrific for the, right. uh, the kids as well and to have that experience. Right. The Christmas show is coming up on Saturday. Again, give us all of the uh, details on this. Yeah, the show comes up Saturday. We have two shows. There's a 4 o'clock performance and a 7 o'clock performance. For years, that's been at 7.30. Um, we decided to back it up to 7 o'clock this year. So 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock. Okay. Uh, tickets are $10 for adults, $5 for seniors and students. Uh, there's plenty of tickets available for the shows. Uh, so, you know, people don't have to worry about that. But if they want to get a dinner, 
uh, they probably should give me a call here soon. Yeah, uh, sooner rather than later. Make it a great evening out of it. Get you into the holiday mood. We've got a link up on our webpage for more information at goodmornings.net. And again, Director Kevin Manley with us this morning with a preview. Thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Yes, Chris. Thank you so much. And that will finish up our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. And remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each and every day on the program at our webpage. Check us out online at goodmornings.net. It's our little corner of the World Wide Web. Coming up tomorrow on the program, still looking for last-minute donations and volunteer manpower to help make the Wreaths Across America event happen locally. Sherry Garner Brumball will be here with details. So until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.